Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast. That's right, with me, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK, and of course, my good friend, the Salary Capitone, the March Heron, my guy, Aaron Stewart. How's it going, buddy? I'm oh, doing pretty good, man. We're almost to the end of the week. That's you know, right. I get there a day before you, but yes. it's it's a great feeling, great feeling, and you know, Thursday night football, really that it's, it's like when that happens, that's what I kind of count as like a, an early weekend there. How yeah. about you, man? How are you doing? Sanji, you ready for, uh, you know, the end of the week, ready to get to some days off. I think we're both feeling it a little bit today. <laughs> so, oh yeah, but that's all right. We're going to try and bring the energy, get through this. We got some fun stuff to talk about, really. And uh, not really the Thursday night game so much, a little disappointing, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I guess the first thing I want to get into is obviously Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, got his way out of Cleveland, and you saw Cleveland could be better off for it. They certainly look at the whole narrative that maybe they're better off with OBJ. And it just seems like, you know, how could you ever say that? You take talent off the field and you're going to be better. But there's something there. There is something there. We've seen it. We've talked about it. Anyway, that book, that chapter is closed. And now OBJ is in Los Angeles with the Rams. And if you're a Rams fan, you got to dig this shit. Because, uh, holy hell, this is kind of like uh, what they're doing in Tampa Bay. They are just freaking loaded. So, what are your thoughts on OBJ landing in L.A.? Obviously, you know, you were the one that talked about Robert Woods and how he's, nah, you know, he might be going down a little bit. So, what does OBJ do? Is that going to lessen Cooper Cup? What do you think is going to come from this addition of Mr. Beckham? Well, it's an excellent addition for the Rams. Uh, For for one, like, nobody talked about the Rams being a possibility. Like, even even when we, even our show sheet that you sent me, we had, I mean, all the options you talked about would have been the options that that I would have mentioned. We had, like, five teams, and none of them at that time, it was before he signed, none of them included the Rams. So, yeah, really came out of left field. It's a little interesting because it was like Deshaun Jackson left because not enough opportunities. They seemed set at receiver, but also just kind of sending a message to the league. They're not going to settle. If they can add any type of talent, then they'll, they'll do that. And I see him sliding in. I, I think it still affects Robert Woods more uh, than it does Cooper cup and, and Josh Larkey on Twitter, put it best. It's, Cup has had a lot of volume, obviously, but he's also been efficient. And Woods has had a lot of volume, too, mainly because it's it's Cup and Woods. Those are the two primary options. And then mm. there's a, a big gap uh, before you go to, like, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higbee. So Woods, I think, is – I would agree with Josh on this one, that Woods is going to be affected more. Also, because they, they're kind of utilized similarly – if that, mm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Especially, like, I've, I've seen Robert Woods a lot more in motion in, in games that I've caught of the Rams. I know people may listen and go, ah, oh, that's not true. Just from what I've seen, they like to put him in motion. 
I could see OBJ being the flanker. Um, but I'm not worried. Like if I and I've got Cooper Cup in seasonal fantasy football leagues, I'm not worried. Like you just you can't you can't take the ball out of his hands significantly. Like right. even if you're trying to get OBJ involved, and we still have to kind of see how this is going to go. Like that's right. uh, with Odell Beckham. What is his role on this? I mean, he's coming off a very disappointing tenure with the Cleveland Browns, not season tenure. So we need to kind of pump the brakes before we go, oh, yeah, OBJ's going to come in. He's going to get eight targets a game. Maybe not. You know, it may If he plays more of like a Van Jefferson type role or even some of the Robert Woods, there's going to be four or five target games while Cooper Cup just eats. That's my thoughts. How about you? You got any additional thoughts with OBJ and how it affects the Rams? It's tough because on one hand, I feel like it's been forever since we've seen awesome Odell Beckham. On the other hand, he's never really had a chance to pick a team to go where he's wanted. He got traded to Cleveland. um, And, you know, it just, for whatever reason, wasn't working out there. And I feel like he had quite a few teams interested. So I imagine he's going to want to go somewhere. He, he mentioned wanting to go to a contender, but he's clearly going to want to go somewhere where he's also going to be able to make some noise, get the ball, rejuvenate his career so that he can get a bigger contract down the road. I, I think that's what he would be looking for. So I imagine he's going to get some love in this offense. Um, not that I think it'll take away a ton from Cooper Cup, but I, I think if they're bringing him in, they're going to make sure, I'm assuming, that they're going to keep him happy. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, no, I'm not worried about Cooper Cup. I think I would agree. E- even if he dips a little bit, he'll be fine. Uh, this probably is going to affect Mr. Robert Woods even more. Um, but, hey. And this is really good for the Rams football, non-fantasy wise, because oh, yeah. holy shit, that's uh, like I said, that's like Tampa. That's just so hard to defend. And somebody did, I see, uh, I've been on Twitter a lot lately, but I popped on there for a minute when I was on a break and saw people talking about it. And somebody was like, if you don't think, you know, three receivers can be fantasy relevant on a team, look at Tampa Bay. And that's a very good point. Now, they weren't all three going off every week. No, it was usually two out of the three. That's usually how we got it. But, you know, they were all three relevant, A.B., Godwin, Evans. So it's very possible that this works out great, you know, and uh, because, you know, when they're on, they're putting up points. So, um, yeah, I think think he's definitely going to get some love. But I also got to see it, like I said, because it's – it does feel like forever since we saw good OBJ, but uh, yeah. So we move on to some maybe not so fun news. Dalvin Cook is in the news and uh, it seems like what, what I've gotten from it is that Schefter put out something from Dalvin Cook's agent and it sounds like they were just trying to get ahead of stuff it's basically a he said, she said type of situation. Uh, he's saying he got abused. 
she's saying she did. There's some pretty gnarly pictures online uh, if those are to be believed. So it's nothing's happening now. No exemption list. So you can still get them in your lineups. Uh, but I'd be a little concerned about this. Um, if there's any truth at all to those pictures, if like that, because I saw someone say, I heard those were doctors. I didn't look enough into it, to be honest, as of yet. So it'll be interesting to see where that investigation goes. And, you know, maybe they settle, you know, out of court, anything could happen. But I definitely think you have to be a little bit concerned if you're Dalvin, you know, got Dalvin on your roster. Yeah, and if you've got Dalvin on your roster, and I know this is not the, and this is, this is obvious advice, and you'll hear it everywhere, but you've got to have Alexander Madison, and in even even if you don't have Dalvin Cook, like if he's still, if Alexander Madison is still available, go ahead and pick him up because we don't know the situation. Right. You put it perfectly right now. It's a he said, she said. We have got two completely different stories. And that is just a disaster. Um, mm-hmm. If you have Dalvin Cook, obviously hold it because what else can you do? Don't like knee-jerk reaction. Don't cut him because, golly, like what if what he's saying is true and he didn't do anything, he's not going to get suspended. I, we get a little jumpy. Uh, Got to make sure I phrase this correctly here. But obviously other players' stupidity in, in handling situations, right, and not just – being able to be men, it makes us a little jumpy about situations like this, where we go, we see player X, domestic violence, or something similar, and we mm. go, oh man, I can't, can't, gotta, gotta distance ourselves, right? And and most times that is right, but I would, I would be cautious. And the reason I mentioned Madison too is you look at the two games this season that he has had a sizable uh, snap share. We're, we're talking, he's gotten two thirds of of the snaps. And he's finished as a top seven running back in both games. It's very impressive. He's finished with 23 fantasy points in one game and 26 points in the, in the next one. Uh, basically, what this is, is that when Cook's out, Madison is the guy in, in that backfield. So especially if even, even if nothing comes uh, out of this, like if, if he's there still in free agency, pick up Madison because there's not really a better option, especially after waivers have already processed. Yeah. I still remember when we railed about how he's not going to do anything because he, you know, up to this season, his appearances had not been uh, overly spectacular. And then, yeah, he was great. He was great. And so we had to kind of eat our words, but you know, it is what it is. So yeah, definitely. Um, And if you're in dynasty, no, don't, don't go panicking over Dobbin Cook just yet, but I would if you don't have Mattis, because I'm not a big handcuff guy. This is kind of a situation where eh, if I don't have Madison, I might be going to look to trade for Madison um, right. at this point. So especially if you're a contender, you know. Um, so move on from that to the other big news. Sam Darnold. Going to be out some time in Carolina. And I thought, wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny if they brought back Cam Newton? 
And I was like, but there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way they do that. And I'm like, but they got to do something. They're not going to roll PJ Walker. And hey, I was a fan of PJ Walker. I thought there was a chance he could do something. But when we've seen him, he's not been good. So what does that mean? Oh, look, they did exactly what I thought they would. (laughs) They brought back Super Cam. I mean, this is great. This is, I'm actually very, very excited for this, Aaron. I don't know. You know, I know Cam's been up and down lately. But this is just this is, just seems like a good story, and I, I hope he goes to Carolina, plays well. Um, it will be interesting. It, it, it's crazy to me. I, I mean, how many times has this happened in history? No, like where? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like a, a player of this caliber, not just some like you know rando O, o- lineman or something. <laughs> like like a legit star going back. To, it, 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 to me, it's crazy. And it, it's kind of cool to see. So I'm interested to see how this goes. Absolutely. And, and you know, to answer your question, it's, it's not often at all. Like, it's, it's sometimes what may happen is players spend a sizable amount of time in one place. Then they go to another team or teams to maybe pursue a championship. And maybe to come back, they end their season with the team. Uh, if you switch sports uh, in the NBA, the, the thing that I think of is when LeBron James left for Miami, went won some championships, and then came back to Cleveland. Um, mm. Still, still in his prime. But, but you're right. It's like this. This doesn't happen often. It'll right. be interesting too because he Newton is familiar with with the primary weapons here. Like he's played with DJ Moore. He's played with Christian McCaffrey. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see if he could just, if he could walk back in, obviously it's a new, new team. It's a new coach, new coaching scheme. It right. may take a little bit to, to pick up the, the playbook there, but also the, the actions of this team, you know, when, when the news broke and we were talking about it uh, pre-show. And even when, when you shot me the, shot me the text with Cam is back. Um, you, the initial thought is time heals all wounds, but $10 million also helps as well. Right. <laughs> the right. Panthers made a sizable financial commitment. They did. They uh, did. Four and a half million guaranteed. So four and a half million for half a season of football. That, that ain't bad because Odell Beckham was not getting that. That's for sure. Right. And this is, I know we've put him on off the off with their heads multiple times but sam donald it's just it's done you know you hope with the scapula injury that like if it's a legit one you hope that for for the guy in his profession that he's able to recover quickly from it but also sometimes you go the other side of this business is that injury, we don't know if it's legit because sometimes they'll just go, oh yeah, player X, he's got an in, he's got an injury, and mm-hmm. we need we need to sit him for the rest of the season. The player may not be actually injured. It's just a nice way of going, yeah. So we're we're moving on, you know. But to kind of help with, with everyone, it's in the best interest, kind of like with Odell Beckham, like right. to not be a part of the team, and. You have to go. That has to be it for Darnold in, in Carolina. Like it just, it has to. You don't, you don't go in the middle of the season and spend ten million dollars on a quarterback. 
No, I'm pretty sure Darnold's done, period. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> rejoice, rejoice, because if you have DJ Moore, it literally it couldn't have gotten any worse. Just it couldn't. It's right. That's what I keep saying is Cam can't be any worse. Like, <laughs> right. So it's going to, yeah. And I heard there was like, Robbie Anderson was like yelling at Darnold on the sideline during the game. Like, people are going to, dudes, dudes in that locker room are going to be hyped to get Cam right. in there. So, you know, he's just, he's that personality. Like, you know, even if he's not what he once was on the field, like, dudes respect the shit out of them and they, you know, they want to play with them and things like that. So I think this will be very, very interesting. All right. We'll move on to Thursday night football. I'm going to be honest there. And I don't have a whole lot to say about this because, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson is one of my favorite players to watch. I love me some Lamar Jackson. I love the flock. And, uh, this was a bummer. This was really a bummer. Got interesting for a drive for the Ravens <laughs> later on in the game. but And then the defense just let fucking Miami have a wide open. I, I don't I can't even remember what was the long on that play. It was crazy. They just left him wide open. Was it Albert Wilson? I think it was Albert Wilson. The longest, 64 yards. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's like Isaiah Ford also had a long. That's true. He did. I think that was earlier in the game. But yeah, it it was, that was pretty bad. Um, So, you you know, not a lot to say. This whole thing with the Dolphins and Tua's hurt. What is the deal with this? He's hurt, but we don't want to play him. We're just going to use him as an emergency. But I don't get this at all because he looked fine when he went in there. Doesn't make sense to me. It's messy, and, and I guess I'll start with talking about the two of thing. I know it's something with his finger, so okay. I thought they said fracture possible. tonight. Yeah, and, and fracture though can mean so many things, like right? Because there's different levels. It's like oh, it had to have obviously been a mild fracture that that was playable but as that that would make more sense with what they're saying like oh Tua can play but he's the emergency quarterback but i do go that is play it safe so weird yeah it is it is percent right like percent was like ready to come back in and they just went nah nah like Tua's playing great which that's that's such a tough call it's like yeah he's playing great but he's also supposed to be your emergency quarterback yeah the whole thing is fucking weird man yeah, it, there may have definitely been been a level of let's protect Tua and not throw him out against the Ravens, who can be a difficult matchup for quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, the, the the perfect way of summing up this game is it wasn't until almost the four-minute mark left in the game before we got an offensive touchdown. Like, it was that type of game. It was, right. it was horrible. You know, from from a fantasy perspective, it was not good. Your the the top receiver in this game was Albert Wilson, who nobody started because he's not a start. He's starting out of necessity because Devontae Parker's out. Will Fuller right. remains out. It's but nobody was. Yeah, Albert nobody Wilson, Isaiah Ford. Yep, it just just not good. Marquise Brown got 
like what we wanted. He got 13 targets, but six catches, 37 yards. Ugh. Not what we expected because the, the Dolphins, they, their pass defense, well, I guess now we have to say the past couple of games has been much better, much, yeah. much better. Um, probably more along the lines of what we expected from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but it's Bateman, all, all the season. Yeah, Bateman, Bateman was able to get some work, and then you start going. It, it was a lot of late yardage, too, a lot of late catches, and it's like, feature the guy earlier. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, fantasy points are fantasy points. We like them, but from a real-life NFL, it's like Bateman is showing so many signs of being such a good player. It's like, yeah. maybe feature one of your top weapons a lot more. Jeez. Uh, like looking looking at a box score, it's nasty. <laughs> super super nasty. Mark Andrews was definitely the best skill position player, thanks to scoring a touchdown. But I mean, well, even without that, six catches, sixty three yards. Right. That is that is solid. If he had just had that without the touchdown, that's a solid twelve fantasy points. So the touchdown getting him over eighteen points, that's that's awesome. And, but you know what? We talked about, oh, it's such a bad game. We also have to kind of give ourselves some credit here. We talked about this on the last podcast when we were previewing it, and we both made some good points. Like One of your great points was Baltimore is one of those teams that is so inconsistent that you can almost predict it. Like They play against tough competition. They're going to play some great football, but they do have a tendency to play down to their competition. They mm-hmm. do. Like, check out like any game like in, in – you know, the major one we talked about was how they almost got beat by Detroit. Right. And then they did get beat by Miami, arguably the, the two worst teams in the <laughs> NFL. Like, yes, you can put the Texans in there. It's like those three teams. Those are the worst teams in the NFL. And they lost to one of them and damn near almost lost to another one of those teams. That's what Baltimore does. They're so inconsistent that they're consistent. And then the, the other thing, too, was like when the spread came out and it was like over a touchdown for Baltimore, I was like, I'm, I'm not touching that. Not touching that. Even discussed, it's like it's, it's a road game. It's, it's crazy things happen in the NFL. How many upsets have we had in the past two, three weeks? That's and true. It, it just felt like such a mass, like such a big trap game. So, like, when I – when I was looking at the score, because I didn't catch the whole game, I, I kind of needed a little uh, power nap so, so I could be able to, to hop on, talk some football. So when I caught the first glimpse of the score, I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised on this one. <laughs> just with how the last few weeks have gone. And yeah, you just there's some rules. There's some rules. If you're ever wanting to bet on spreads with, te- with teams, it's Ravens happen to be a team that I feel like I've got a good pulse on. I was like, yeah, not taking it. Right. Yeah. Disgusting fantasy game. Yeah. It was disappointing. Miles Gaskin continues to disappoint. If you watch it, it just looks like he keeps running into walls (laughs) and uh, Yeah. yeah, just a rough one all around, but uh, Hey, not all the prime time games can be, you know, real charms so we're gonna get some duds that it used to be the inverse where most of them were duds and then every once in a while we get a good one we've been pretty lucky this year so i'm not going to complain about a dud but i think more than anything i just i was like this is a crappy game 
I better get a Lamar Jackson comeback. And when they had that touchdown, I was like, here we go, baby. And then then they gave up that big pass play. And I was like, well, game over. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, anyway. All right. Let's get into week 10. Let's go down the week 10 rabbit hole. My friend will begin with tighten up the Tennessee Titans. Will they be able to keep this up? They got the Saints coming up. What do you think, my friend? Titans, they're going to keep it rolling. The Saints were in on the OBJ sweepstakes. I would I don't say know. in this one, I'm, I believe in the Titans because it's home game for them first. So if they were going to play in New Orleans, I'd say that might be a little bit tougher there. I'm a little shocked. First on the spread, I have to mention it. Tennessee is just a three-point favorite, meaning neutral game site. Vegas is telling us these two teams are equal. Mm. No way. There's no way. Not with what the Titans have been doing, especially the Saints. It seems that what they have done is they have gone, both teams lost key contributors to their offenses to torn ACLs. Wow, sorry, not torn ACLs. Torn ACL for Jameis Winston, a season-ending Jones fracture for Derrick Henry but they are discounting uh, both teams equally. And that's just not the case. Like, my number one rule, it doesn't matter how great the running back is. Running backs don't move the spread much at, at all. They really don't. Like maybe you can add a bonus, like half a point for Derrick Henry, in my opinion. But that's, that's the most. It, so that's one. I see the spread. I'm like, I should be going and, and putting some money uh, on this game. Give me the Titans. I, I'm not worried at all. I'm more concerned with New, or- New Orleans. That's so we've got here in the show. She Alvin Kamara's banged up. We don't know. He may not play. They were they were bringing in right. a bunch of running backs <clears throat> to to practice, and I, I I'm more concerned for New Orleans going into this game than I am for Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's proven they can kind of keep it rolling. And, um, you know, obviously I'd like to see it more than one game, but it does seem like this team, they're just, uh, you know, they're just tough. And I, I really thought you could take anybody away from that team, but Derek Henry, that's like the fucking, you, you know, more than any other, the engine that makes that team go. And, uh, Hey, they found a way to get it done regardless. So, um, and yeah, the saints, it's just, yeah. Ah, it's tough. I, I'm so bummed about Jameis. That's a, <laughs> uh, it would have been nice to see the Saints, you know, keep it up, keep it going with Jameis, see how that turns out. But uh, should be a fun game regardless, I think. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Next one. Do we get some bounce back games from the Cowboys in the Bills, Aaron? Because I must admit, I, I'm not worried at all about Dallas. Not at all. Flute game. Dak was coming back. I think maybe they got a little cocky, like we should be able to handle this. But Buffalo, now I know they had to, you know, go down to Florida. But uh, that loss against Jacksonville was bad. Jacksonville was so bad the week before. And not that they don't have some decent players, but – as we talked about last week, Josh Allen wrecked Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, 
I don't know what's going on with their offense, but dude is doing some of the stupid shit he did previous to last year. And they, I don't think they got it. They have Stefan Diggs, but they don't have much help. I mean, the, the running backs had some moments early on in the season, but they just, they don't really have a running game. And, and aside from Stefan Diggs, I mean, it, you know, it just doesn't feel like he has enough. Maybe he's trying to do too much, Mr. Josh Allen. And so I am a little bit concerned about the bills. I feel like, you know, it's not the first time they've shown some concern this year. And, uh, you know, right now, New England's right behind them. So they better get their shit together. Uh, but I do think we get a big bounce back from uh, the Cowboys. Sorry. Yeah, and going into this, right, both teams coming off very disappointing losses. And I did discuss this with Dallas on last show that it's you get going on a win streak. And sometimes you start buying into your own hype. And going, oh, we're so good, we're so good, we're so good. And and having a game like like the Denver game is can be pivotal because when mm-hmm. it brings you back down to earth and going, okay, we're not as good as we think we are. We're good, but we still have to. We still have things we have to to work on and 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 improve upon. And, and with Buffalo, yes, that was a disappointing loss too. And you're right, like something is off. Uh, with their offense like they've had some games where the offense been back on and it's like oh right buffalo's figured it out wheels up and then the next game it's like oh no they're right back to where they were and that's what the jacksonville game was but i feel that with both teams when you have a loss like that and these are these are two great teams for Mm -hmm. buffalo that's it's been a uh, a culture right it's it's ever since they brought in the, the GM and the coaching staff. It's been that crew for the past few seasons, and they're familiar with it. And I really like the head coach, Sean McDermott, for Buffalo. And he's going to yeah. get his team back on track. Like, they're they're traveling for a road game, but it's to go on the road to play the Jets. Like, they're not even leaving the state. He's going to have Buffalo ready yeah, because the Jets are also – they're almost lifeless. <laughs> you know, you you're when, when you're hoping – that you can have Mike White at quarterback, you're, you're, you're hopeless uh, for the season. And and for Dallas, a little extra motivation. Wow, motivation. motivation. <laughs> I, I like that. I'm 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 adding to the, to the English language tonight. I like it too, man. But but they are they're hosting the Falcons. Uh, and the the reason that's interesting is the Cowboys defense coordinator is Dan Quinn. The uh, former head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, some extra motivation, or he's, where maybe he doesn't even have to tell his defensive players, "Yeah, let's go and get a W for my team." That's where the Cowboys defenders go. All right, we are a good defense. We are, and we got whooped last week. We're not going to lose this game. Not this one. Not for our defense coordinator. And that's all I've got for these two teams. Okay, me too, because that's the timer. Uh, i changed it up it's the minions doing the darth vader thing if you couldn't tell i love it i love minions thanks to my kids (laughs) Uh, okay next topic belichick's revenge as we know bill's kind of a strange dude 
and he's very competitive. And he, he holds certain grudges, I would say. I, I can't say this for sure. I don't know the man, but it would appear to me uh, he holds some grudges. And there's certain teams he really likes to beat. The aforementioned Jets. He really enjoys beating the Jets. I also believe he really enjoys beating the Browns, being that he's the former Browns coach. So I think this is always interesting when Bill has to go up against one of those types of teams. And, uh, but on the other hand, because uh, normally, maybe prior to last week, I would say, man, the Browns might be in a little bit of trouble. But this week, I, I feel really good about that offense, the way they looked, you know, without Odell. But here's the thing. I got some injuries and some stuff going on for both fucking teams, man. We got right. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, both with Kent concussions so they're the, they're in the con- I shouldn't say they have they're in the concussion protocol and then you've got um Nick Chubb COVID list who else is on the COVID list Demetric Felton COVID list so of course we got Duranus Johnson incoming but what do you suppose Belichick's gonna do take away the thing you do best with that's what he tries to do all the time the Browns are really good at running the ball and not, and they're missing their top guys. And Darius Johnson played great the last time he was in. I don't know if he'll have as much success this time around personally. Um, and then with the passing game, Patriots were another team in on OBJ did not get him. It just, the, both of those passing offenses fantasy wise, you just can't, no one you can really trust at this point, in my opinion. But uh, the run game is where it's at. But the run game for both teams is in some trouble this week. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Very much so. Um, both teams five and four in the AFC. The AFC is the conference where you can be five and four and you are still alive, still right. alive in the playoff line. And so it is, it is a game that both teams would love to have because you, you lose and you drop to five and five and it's an uphill battle the, the rest of the way. I kind of feel like this is going to be a trap game for the Browns. You know, you're coming off a massive win against the Cincinnati Bengals, your division rival, that, uh, that a lot of people didn't think you were going to win, especially with a road game. And you know, you, if you're going to beat the Patriots – they're, they're beatable because they don't have Tom Brady, but Bill Belichick's got the team well coached. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to beat them, like you have to, you have to handle business like, like Belichick does just move on to the next game. So, right. and, and you mentioned an excellent point. Like the one thing that Bill does is whatever your top offensive guy is, like he's just going to take him out of the game. Like, and, it, and it's not like, Oh, a defensive mastermind. It, it's, it's like um, if you're a stud receiver, he's at least going to double team, maybe even triple team. And, and there's always, the, you know, before the game, like he'll it may be kind of joking with the player, but he'll tell him it'd be like, yeah, uh, just just know you'll be just doing cardio today. <laughs> We're not going to let let you get the ball. And right. and I would say it's the same for for the run game for Cleveland. The running game has been pivotal 
the last couple of seasons for Cleveland. That is, that's their identity. And um, Bill is not going to fall into the same mistake that the Broncos did a few weeks back where it was like, oh no, Cleveland doesn't have all these guys. Like in the Ernest Johnson's at running back, like, oh, the, the Broncos will win this game. Nah, the, the, the Browns still showed. It really didn't matter who was running the ball. They are still going to run the ball. They would, of course, prefer to have Nick Chubb. Um, right. And you said he's on the COVID list? Yes. Oh, man. So not him, good, but like. Him and Dimitrik Felton, which uh, has done some good stuff this year, too. So, yeah, both those dudes on the list. I don't know how Darius Johnson didn't get on the list, but, uh, yeah, not looking good for Sunday. Um, and it said they both tested positive too. I don't know how I missed missed that with uh, with Nick Chubb there. So yeah, it, interesting fun stat too. The Cleveland Browns' leading receiver this season still David and Joku, <laughs> still David and Joku. So I, and I and I feel like that stat is relevant to this conversation of this is what Bill is going to do. He's going to say, "Cool, you guys love to run the ball. I'm going to make sure you can't run the ball." And try, try and beat us with that passing game. That one spooked me a little bit. <laughs> Almost oh, tied the perfect <laughs> Okay, moving on to the next one. Are we, Mr. Aaron, on another, are we on alert for another Jags upset? Colts offense has been playing well. And uh, maybe, you know, with Tennessee still doing what they're doing, maybe they have a chance at the wild card. (laughs) But they've been playing well. But uh, the Jags just took down the Bills. Was that a fluky game with the Bills? Because it appeared to me the Jags were at least doing some things defensively. So can they do some of that against the Colts? Or are we looking at – some more JT running it down throats and Michael Pittman catching touchdowns. I would go with the latter on that one. Uh, the, the Colts have Good definitely man. looked impressive. They just seem to have just these crippling losses at the worst time. Like right when it's like they, if they win this game, wow, they're really back on track. They, just, they lose the game. It's like, oh, back to square one where they have to win like two or three games almost to make up for it. And unfortunately, as you talked about, they're, they're still right in the thick of things. There is, hold on, teams that are five and four and four and five. There's two, four, there's six teams, that, and that includes the Colts there. And there's another, what, four teams that are five and three. It's like they mentioned perfectly their path to the playoffs is the wild card. Tennessee is just pulling ahead of everyone. Right. Everyone in that conference. And with the Jaguars, we give them credit. Very impressive win against the Bills. It was ugly, but that's a quality win. Right. But the NFL is not like college football. College football, we go, oh, like massive upset. In the NFL, these are professional teams. And you got professional athletes. Every dog has their day. <laughs> and in, in that case, that last week, it was just the, the Bills played like crap and the Jags played like less crap. <laughs> a less crappy game. Right. <laughs> ah, 
but I don't see how they have an answer for Jonathan Taylor. Like, it's one thing to be able to be like, cool, we're going to stop the passing game. Awesome. Like, you put more guys in, in coverage. You can rush less guys. What are you going to do with Taylor? I don't know if they right. have an answer. I 100% agree, my friend. Um, we'll go ahead and move on. Banged up birds. I've been bringing the banged up birds up the past well, maybe it's just it was last week. I feel like it's been longer, but it might have been just last week. The Cardinals is who I speak of. Questionable is Kyler Murray still and DeAndre Hopkins. Chase Edmonds, doubtful, uh, although James Conner's done just fine, which I, I ranted about last week um, or last pot. Or, no, I don't know. One of the pods. Um, and They've got the Darnoldless Panthers coming into town, but that, or is it in Carolina? Let me double check. It's, it's in Arizona. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see this. If Cam plays, this game becomes way more interesting, <laughs> but it, it's tough because he's, you know, it's already Thursday. I mean, I, there's I no can't way imagine. he'll play. Right? That's what like I'm saying. COVID, so, COVID protocols, right? Oh yeah, and there's that too. Okay, so we're we're gonna get PJ Walker this week. Um, so we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait on Cam. But uh, I imagine PJ Walker in there. I'd like to see him do some good things, but uh, I think he could be in a little bit of trouble, and I don't think it matters if Kyler Murray misses, because Cole McCoy was just fine last week playing quarterback. So I think the Cardinals, they're another team where, I don't know, would it be crazy if the Titans and Cardinals ended up in the Super Bowl? Because the Cardinals seem to find ways to win. They seem to keep chugging along when they've got injuries. They lost J.J. Watt. They said, You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, I don't know, wouldn't surprise me if those, those two teams end up in LA. That's where the fucking Super Bowl is this year. Dude, I am so fucking <laughs> my brain, I'm telling you, is nearing shutdown. <laughs> uh, so I apologize if I'm like it's if I keep asking if is that right? Is that right? Because I anyway, go ahead, my friend. Your thoughts on the game. And well, the bank and, and I'll, I'll I'll adjust that first question of the Super Bowl is like it, it wouldn't be too surprising because Tennessee is playing extremely well. And Arizona was the last undefeated team, and they they still managed to find a win with a backup quarterback. So that that that, right. is, that is a good sign for for both those teams. Uh, now this particular game, oh man, I my gut my gut tells me Carolina pulls an upset on the road. But then the other thing is it's like you, you see them losing and then like the narrative becomes, all right, we got to get Cam like into the game. Like PJ Walker goes and, and just stinks it up. Right. right. <laughs> but uh, I, here's I my the Cardinals. They get lucky. Yeah. Sorry. I'll let you go real quick. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I want you to fit. I, I talked like half the time. So you keep going. <laughs> uh, I'll say that. When a team's got a backup quarterback like the Cardinals with Colt McCoy, you go, okay, they can be beaten. But then Carolina's also got a backup quarterback, and that's 
the saving grace for the Cardinals is in this one. I would take Cardinals. What's the spread too? I want. I do want to check that real quick. I, I wouldn't take the spread. Ten and a half points. That's a lot of points. Mm. It's a lot, a lot of points. So, spread wise, give me Carolina, but to straight up win this game, Arizona's gonna just sneak. They're gonna sneak by on this one. I feel like they may put it kind of on cruise control a little bit. Um, and I hope Walker proves me wrong. I really do. We talked about him earlier in the show. Yeah, I'm rooting for the guy. It'd be such a great story, but he hasn't shown anything. Anything besides being a backup caliber NFL quarterback. Time those out pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, almost. It was like a second off. <laughs> but it's like, it's still really good because it's like you're finishing as it's starting and then you're just boom. You're like, yeah, there we go. Like, you're, you're right. Maybe slightly off, but the hey, hey, is pretty good. Pretty good, man. <laughs> Better timing sure. than I would have. Okay. <laughs> this is one of the more uh, interesting games of the weekend, in my opinion. The battle of the returning QBs. Russell Wilson. Looks like he's playing. Aaron Rodgers. Good chance he's playing. The Packers. I mean, they had the drama. We've talked about it. Aaron Rodgers could be back, but I would say, what's he going to feel like? What kind of shape is it, you know, is he going to be able to play the full six? I mean, you would think it'd be fine, but I mean, you hear stories, but even if he didn't get it that bad, I, I remember last year, Von Miller getting it and talking about it and, you know, just different players. Um, so, you know, I do think that's a slight concern. But uh, I, I really think this could be a hell of a fucking game. And we could see a lot of fantasy points scored because Aaron is going to want to, he's going to want to come back and kick some ass and shut everybody up and blah, 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 blah. The Seahawks, they're desperate. And Russ is just ready to get back out on that field and do some winning. And that it, it, so the, I think this game is going to be a blast. And uh, Chris Carson looks like there's a good chance he could play this Sunday as well, which uh, might give them a boost in the running game. I, I've talked about it before. I'm not a huge Chris Carson fan, but <laughs> their backfield hasn't been much without it. Although I do like DJ Dallas if they just give him a shit ton more work, but uh, uh, Alex Collins and so that might be a little bit of a boost as well for the offense. So it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. And the Packers supposedly in on, although they just offered him apparently the vet minimum. So <laughs> that seems like a fake being in on OBJ to me. But <laughs> but uh, anyway, sorry, I babbled enough. What do you think about the game, man? This is a tough one because I – the narratives that you can go in into this game. But one of the things that I will start off by mentioning is I had COVID five weeks ago is when I got COVID. And when we were, you brought up an excellent point of did. So I know he had the test that was, he actually had COVID still. Yeah. Uh, like, I guess it has to be past tense. He had COVID. 
Right. And and I get huge pass since I had COVID. And even now, like I still don't feel a hundred percent with specific things like there's sometimes i go out and i'm like man i'm super weak like it's almost like wimpy stuff too yeah like like you have to be careful doing uh for for me i'm having to be careful with manual labor not that i can't do it but i have Mm -hmm. to be aware of like yeah it's still kind (laughs) of still having some effects from this and and it's excellent point to bring up too because playing a football game (laughs) 60 minutes on the field just getting beat up and, and hit by defenders how's that gonna how's that going to affect them and, right. and that you know initially with the spread it was three and a half points in favor of green bay and they're a home team i was like man that that's that's pretty rough but i i think maybe they might have taken aaron Rodgers having COVID into effect and, and with russell wilson returning you go man this has got to be you, the story would be Russell Wilson comes back, they win their first game back. It's like, all right, we're back because they they struggled, uh, obviously, without Russell Wilson. But I'm going to go Seattle. I'm going to go Seattle on the road. I feel like they're going to get game. it too, man. I don't because know. We know there's going to be some upsets. There's going to be some upsets right. somewhere. And I'll take Seattle. I think it's, it's a team that there's coaching stability. Pete Carroll may not be the best coach, but there's a reason he's been able to last as long as he has in Seattle. You got Russell Wilson returning, and that may be all it all that's needed for them right. to pull this upset. Well, and like I said, Chris Carson returning, and it just mm-hmm. there's something that feels like Russ Russ is going to be pumped and ready to go, and Aaron Rodgers might still be feeling shit right. a little bit, you know, like. And uh, he's, he could be a little mentally distracted because, you know, I, I, he's clearly bothered by some of the shit that's been said about him. So he clearly lets it get to him. So you never know if that's going to, I mean, he's a pro, shouldn't worry about that. Right. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm very excited for that one. But I do think we could see a shit ton of points. So, you know, day FS, you know, this might be a game to highlight is what I'm saying. Say it. All right. Let's move on to this final topic. Sunday night football. Kansas City at Las Vegas. Struggling Chiefs. Uh, the Raiders, they had some issues last week. Lost to the Giants. But have since signed Deshaun Jackson. And uh, basically, they can just have him come in and take Ruggs' role, I would say. And uh, maybe that's what they need. Maybe that's what they were missing last week. Um, do I think Las Vegas is spectacular? No. But I think the Raiders are, are better than average and better with them what they showed last week. So I'm interested to see what happens with this this week and with Deshaun Jackson and, uh, you know, see what the, the Chiefs do because they're a fucking mess right now. So what do you think, Mr. Aaron? Can you trust oh anyone on the Chiefs right now? Are you still... I mean, I, I don't know trust how you sit Tyreek Hill, but... <laughs> 
Right. Trust is the key word there. Do you trust them? You can't say no. Because this, right. yeah, this, <laughs> but trust this them, team no. has just yeah. looked, un, they've looked uncheap. <laughs> but there's one player I'll trust. He'll be Travis Kelsey. Seems like he's going to get his. And, and really, him and him and Tyreek, the good thing is they're always going to get volume. Like that's that's it on their on their offense. Like it's those two guys, and then maybe someone else has a decent game, you know, gets featured more. But you know, Tyreek and Kelsey are going to get theirs. And and both teams, obviously, the Chiefs have been struggling from a football perspective. Who would have thought they'd be five and four? I think there'd be a lot of people going. They're not going to lose four games all season. Uh, for the Raiders, the, the issues have been more of the distracting kind. past few weeks. You've lost your head coach, as we've talked about. Of course, Henry Ruggs, we discussed last week. And then uh, we, we did talk about this player, too, last week as well. And, like, of course, we knew this was going to happen. But the Damon Arnett, the, the cornerback, that, that like, it was two days after the Henry Ruggs stuff, puts out a boneheaded, yeah. like, idiotic video of him waving around guns and threatening to kill someone it's like you do you just you have a brain and it's just right. it's just to show people on, i guess man. like hey cool i've got a brain you like you don't actually use it like is it like show and tell i guess because I, right. I don't know maybe he's got no brain maybe, maybe he lacks the ability maybe he has an inability of like the synapses right to, to connect to right to process things or maybe it's just pure arrogance on his part but it's it's very distracting right it's like those those three things happen within a one month span and uh there's two directions that can obviously go one is you're cutting the dead weight and it helps bring a team together or the other is like a just distraction after distraction after distraction what state of mind are they going to be in it is a home game for the raiders but i'm going to say the chiefs are going to win and we start to kind of see the raiders who have that excellent start uh we seem to kind of un, uh, unwind a little bit and start coming unglued so it, it will be a fun game to watch that's sunday night perfect that's a sunday night football game mm-hmm. that will be interesting the the pressure of prime time uh, as yes, well indeed. like that's there are millions of people watching just that game. Uh, will be interesting to see what direction both teams go. Because on the other side, the Chiefs lose and it drops them to five and five, and the Raiders move a game and a half ahead of them. Ooh, but I'm picking Chiefs. Yeah, I I would lean Chiefs too. Um, I'd be surprised if they don't win it. But uh, it's definitely not the same Chiefs team. The Raiders are a little bit better than they normally are, but like you said, the turmoil and everything, this is going to be an interesting one. I definitely agree the Chiefs are going to take it, but uh, yeah, I feel like the Raiders are going to, even if they're not as good as they were at the beginning of the season, I think through the end of the year, they're going to be feisty as all hell, and they could win that division. If the, if the fucking Chargers don't step up, because I don't think the Broncos have enough to do it, and who knows with the Chiefs, who knows really? So, really, Vegas still has a shot at winning this division, and uh, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. It's gonna be, it's gonna be. There's some good games. There's good stuff coming up this weekend. I'm I'm pretty excited for this this week's slate of games. 
All right. Other than that, anything else you would like to hit on, Aaron, before we get the hell out of here and go get some fucking sleep? Nothing about the games, but if you are listening to this on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe mm-hmm. and listen to us on podcasts. You know, get, give some feedback. You know, get, give us give us a review. Anything helps. Anything that helps support the show helps uh, helps Ryan and I too. Sometimes it's That's nice right. just to know, just to know that you know there's people out there listening. So, and you can also support us by following us on on Twitter. You know, our show is at dw underscore pod. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron Stu09. And where can they find you at, Ryan? At RMK Madness. That's right. All right, everyone. Thank you once again for joining. We appreciate the shit out you. That's right. That's right. It's going to be a good weekend of football. So good luck to everyone. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. From the chatter and the captain. Okay, that got a little awkward because I've...